0: From committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees. For it's God. God forgive the truth, praying for our youth, heaven been, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for
3: it's God.
0: committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying Supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God
3: we aim to please. We are declared
2: victory.
0: promote. Committed to press on. Reaching light, forgiving one another. While well, I'm staying that forgiving one another while I'm staying... I'm sick. Bold. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while well, staying.
4: Good morning. It's a thankful Thursday here on Declare Victory. Is anyone on the line who'd like to say good morning? This is Prosperous Pam. Welcome to Declare Victory. It's a thankful Thursday. Is anyone on the line who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. so Happy uh,
5: Thursday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey Sister Lisa. Have a great have, day.
4: Have a great day. Happy Thursday, Sister Lisa. Thank you. <laughs> God bless you. Does anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning?
6: Good morning, it's Leomia, happy Thursday.
4: Good morning, Mama Leomia, happy Thursday. Thank you. It's a thankful Thursday here on Declare Victory. This is Prosperous Pam, your greeter. Is anyone else join the call who'd like to say good morning? Welcome to Declare Victory. It's a thankful Thursday. Is anyone joining the call who'd like to say good morning? This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone on the call who'd like to say good morning?
5: Good morning, Mrs. Mary.
6: Good morning, Larry. Welcome to Declare Victory.
4: Thank you. Good morning. It's Liberty. Good morning, Liberty. Welcome to the call. Is this your first time joining? I don't know if I've heard your.
5: No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I've been on for about a month or so. Good morning. Okay, great. Well,
4: good morning. welcome. Welcome again.
5: You're welcome. Thank you.
4: Has anyone else joined the call who'd like to say good morning?
6: Great morning. Happy Thursday. This is Joyce.
4: Happy Thursday, Joyce. Welcome to the Clear Victory.
6: Thank
7: you. Good morning. Happy Thursday. This is Sister Stephanie.
4: Good morning, Sister Stephanie. Happy Thankful Thursday. Welcome to the call. Does anyone else join who'd like to say good morning? Good morning, this is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Welcome to the call. Great to hear your sound. Great
8: to hear your sound, too. Love Um, you.
6: you. Love you, too. Gonna mute. Okay.
4: Welcome to the call. Welcome to Declare Victory, family. It's a thankful Thursday. Who else is on the line who'd like to say good morning? Hello. Hey. Good morning. It's Moxie. Hi. Moxie. Good
9: morning. <laughs> good morning.
6: Oh. <laughs> uh, um. I would, I know. I should have just online, but my sister just texted me this morning. Um. I would like for us to please pray for Cynthia
9: Washington for her healing.
4: Okay. You know what? Hold on. Let me. I want to get something to put this down. Cynthia Washington.
9: Yes. Yeah.
4: Please for her healing. Got yeah. it. All right, thank you. Anyone is anyone else Good morning, Laquita. Welcome to the Claire Victory. Thank you. Happy, thankful Thursday. Happy, thankful Thursday. Welcome to the call. Look, good, morning. good morning. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Happy, thankful Thursday to you. Same to you. Thank you so much.
10: Good Good morning. Good morning, Janet. Good
4: morning, Janet. Good morning, Krishonda. Happy, thankful Thursday. Lovely to hear both of your
9: sounds.
8: Thank you. Um, Can I get a
9: prayer request from my pastor, please? Sure. This is Janet. Um, My name
6: is Pastor Ricky. Okay. From First Step Outreach Ministries. Uh huh. She's a very strong woman, but she's um up against a lot, and the devil is having a very big spiritual warfare on her life right now. Okay. Just press protection and and some some heart healing, possibly.
4: Got it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, you guys, it, um. It's time to get started with the call. So bear with me here. If everyone could put your phone on mute. Um, it's time to get started. I'm hearing some background noise. Someone may be driving. So if you could please put your phone on mute, we can get started. Thank you. Hello, my name is Prosperous Pam and I am your host this morning. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. This is your last week to enjoy a Declare speaking about our theme, Mindset. The Declarers will focus on the importance of having the right mindset to follow Christ and execute out His will. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Woman's Call, hosted by Miss Lisa Porter. They're studying a book titled The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. The call takes place 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. There were no prayer requests submitted by the app. However, we did have a a couple of spoken prayer requests. Um, We want to lift up... uh, for our sister Moxie um Cynthia. We want to lift her up for healing and we want to pray for Pastor Ricky who's up against a lot right now. We just pray that Lord uh provides protection over her and um discomfort right now. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Raven. The declaration will be brought by Jonathan. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat that again. The prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Raven, and the declaration will be brought by Jonathan. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Mark 12: 30, and you shall love the Lord with your. Go- your God, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior.
8: Good morning, Father. um, We acknowledge Your name this morning. We know You to be so many things for us, Um, as Your character stands firm. You're the greatest name above all names. You're the everlasting hope. You're the King of Kings. You're the Great Jehovah. You are our Lord of Lords, and You are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so we thank You um, for who You are. Your grace is sufficient in our weakness. We thank you for your faithfulness and your kindness toward us, Uh, good health, life and strength and mental clarity. We thank you for that. We thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ uh, that you have provided for us uh, in reconciliation of our sins. We thank you for covering us throughout um, our sleep time. Everyone that is on this call uh, who is awake and alert we thank you for them we thank you for the gift of life that you provided us with this morning so that we're afforded the opportunity to come before you humbly in prayer asking you for forgiveness of all of our sins and thanking you for forgiveness of our sins and we're thanking you for covering us and thank you for being the omnipresent and the omniscient and the omnipotent god that you are you've never changed you've always been consistent You've been a God who is stable. You've been a God who provides everything that we need. You've been a God who we can depend on and count on in trouble. You've been a God who uh, we can rely on uh, when we are uncertain about the direction for our lives. We can rely on you to give us uh, the direction, give us the instruction, and give us the sure pathway if we remember to trust you and to depend on you, and so we thank you for being all that we need and more. We understand that we're not perfect and that we're unworthy of who you are to us, yet we come before you in humility, and we're requesting for your forgiveness of our sins and our poor decisions, and we realize that there's a value in confronting our brokenness, and we speak to our brokenness, and we say thank you for providing a way of escape from the things that have broken us. We know that the brokenness is not an end. It is not a moment of defeat, but it will provide a moment of clarity. It has provided a moment of clarity for us to see you clearly and to see you better and to know you better and to know you in a better way. And so we thank you for that. And we acknowledge you as the strength in our weakness. We acknowledge you as the Father who has kept us um, from all danger, seen and unseen, even as uh, some people may be traveling now through. Uh, the highways and byways, uh, we know you to be a protector and a keeper uh, as they're traveling and they're making the sacrifices to be on this line as they're going to and from work, maybe as they're jogging or they're walking, or perhaps they're at their bedside. God, we just thank you for every person that's gathered here, and we acknowledge uh, your presence in this moment right now on the call, and so we acknowledge you in that space, and uh, we we thank you for just your parenthood toward us. We know there's not a greater name above your name. We know there's not a greater father. Uh, Many of us may have uh, struggled with our parenthood upbringing. Uh, Maybe we have struggled with uh, a a stable mother or a stable father, but we have known ourselves to be able to be um, accountable to you, God. You've been a father that has never changed. You've never wavered. You've always been dependable. And God, I ask that you would teach us how to walk beside you and how to be good stewards over what you've given to us. Teach us how to accept the closed doors just as much as we accept the open windows that you provide us. Teach us how to obey your commands, God. Teach us how to suffer good and to suffer well as you've designed us to. And we ask that you would continue to cover our homes, cover our children, our families, our marriages, our schools, cover our government, God. We ask that you would continue to cover and keep and protect us as well, God. Throughout our day, we ask that you would just speak to our hearts and continue to show us your truth. Reveal your pathway for us, God. Help us to trust your pathway for us and that we may not uh, be conformed to this world, but we be transformed in the renewing of our minds. And so we thank you for the opportunity to be transformed, God. We ask that you would continue to uncover your wonders that you have Uh, for our lives, the things that we've seen, the things that we may not have seen, maybe the uh, prophetic words that have gone over, um, spoken over us, God. Help us to see them. Help us to see the manifestation. Help us to trust you um, as we begin to walk in our journey uh, through manifestation, God. Help us to seek you first before we confront the problems for our day, God. Help us to recognize your voice as we grow in you. Help us to understand uh, the benefits that we have by holding your hand, and that there are benefits in being your children, God. And so now we speak to our past, and we say that uh, we will no longer allow our past to control how we show up in life. Uh, We'll speak to our current situations and say, "Keep, uh, keep going, self. We're almost there. And so we have the ability to speak to our future as well and to say, we're on our way to the things that you've assigned to us in our future, God. And so we speak to every dead thing that has been dormant in our lives, everything uh, that we may not have been able to see in clarity. It's been possibly a foggy uh, eyesight when it comes to the things that you have before us. But God, we trust you and we'll depend on you. We'll hold on to your word that we've heard you spoke to us time and time again throughout the years. And so we also speak to every dream and every vision, every goal, uh, that we've convinced ourselves is unattainable. God, remind us that it is attainable. That things may look uh, gray without you, but we have the green light with you. And so we thank you, and we'll begin to uh, trust you even the more through our processes and through our journeys. And so we'll speak to um, we'll speak to our future and remind ourselves that it's time to rise, and there'll be no more procrastination and no more laziness no more excuses of why we can't get up and do the things you've called us to do. And so we speak to every trap and snare sent by the devil to distract us and to deter us and to destroy us. Those things that you God, have placed inside of us, the time is now for us to attain them. And the time is now for us to accept what you have for us and that we forget the things that um, we've left behind and we press toward the mark of the high calling. And so uh, we speak to the power that you've given us, and we take the authority back, uh, and we cancel every point of satanic access that uh, we've allowed Satan to have in our lives. We understand that he has no power unless we've given him the power, and so we take back the power that we may have laid down in our own lives, the power that we may have forgotten that we have, the power that we know we had, and uh, maybe perhaps something happened in our lives where we just kind of threw in the town on it, but Now we retrieve our access. We retrieve our power. We say, thank you, God. And we now speak to our hands and uh, we speak to everything that is assigned to us. Uh, Help us to not sabotage um, the things that you have assigned to us. Help us to um, partner with people who will not attempt to sabotage our dreams and our visions and our future. Help us to align with people that will help catapult us and push us forward into the things that you have for us. Help us to speak to our abilities and the things that you've provided inside of us. Help us to unlock those abilities. We will not allow ourselves to talk us out of your plan for us, God. We will not allow anyone else to talk us out of the plans you have for us. We will begin to fight for what you have shown us. We'll begin to operate in the spirit of the living God, and we'll begin to accept um, who we are in you, and we will begin to cast down the thoughts that we are unworthy. And that we are not um, available to you and that you've given up on us because we know you have it. In your word, you said you'd be with us always, even until the, the day of Jesus Christ. And so we trust you to stand on your word. And now we speak to our bodies, God. We speak to our minds and our emotions and our finances, our relationships, our flesh and to our soul. And we say we will be healthy, we will be whole, and we will be prosperous. We will champion through every test and trial. And according to the word of the Lord in Mark 11, we will have whatsoever things we ask for when we pray. And so, Father, we speak to those things um, that may have left us confused, the situations that may have left us, left us dazed. And we say, no more will you have rule over us. No more will you can control um, our thought process. No more will you control who we think we are. But we will uh, grasp onto the things that God says that we are, we will forget the past and press the word to the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ. So God, we thank you. We thank you for every person on this line. And as uh, we all come off mute and begin to um, declare these things out loud together, God. We come to you together right now and we're just saying thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you, Lord, Hallelujah. Thank, thank you, Father God. Thank you, you Lord. thank you, Lord.
9: Hallelujah. Thank you I think the game and the and the 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 I'm going a it's a a the you. made I think I'm a doctor. I think I'm a doctor. I think i think I'm a doctor. I think I'm a doctor. I think I'm a doctor. I a doctor. I think I'm a doctor. I think I'm a doctor. I think i a doctor. I the in you have in the universe of the Lord, in the of for the world in the of the father,
8: we thank you again for every prayer that is, has been spoken today. We thank you for those who have uh, submitted prayer requests on the line. We ask that you would go to um every home every bedside, every workplace, every church, God, every affiliation of every person that's on this line today. We ask that you would go to them and meet their very needs, um, the things that they don't know that they need. They uh, help them to remember that they can trust you and depend on you. God, the two spoken requests, God, there may be more that may have not been spoken. there be many unspoken requests. Um, maybe someone is on the call that just didn't have Uh, the ability to speak forward and to share what it is that they need your help with. God, we speak to that situation there. We speak to the spoken situations there, and we declare peace. We declare healing. We declare a refuge in you, and we declare that there will be clarity in the next steps uh, for these people to take. And God, we just thank you that we are your children and that you trust us enough to allow us to journey through life. And we thank you that the second chance that you've provided us for is a never-ending experience. And so until we arrive at the gates and we hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, we will continue to strive to be everything that you've called us to be. We will begin to walk in truth, in favor, and love, and discipline. Um, and we thank you that every spirit of procrastination is canceled, every spirit of doubt, um, everything that has come to attack us in our faith walk and in our daily walks at work, any setting that we um, encounter today, God, we ask that you would make it that we would see you in everything that we do and that we would begin to speak the best parts of our day and not the worst things of our day. Uh, We thank you that we have a spirit of expectation. And so as we, as I pass the call, God, we just say thank you um, and we just want to acknowledge your presence and we honor you for this moment and we thank you. I now pass the call to the declare.
11: Glory be to God. Thank God for another day. We thank God for all of you that are here. Um, we truly give God all the praise, the honor, and the glory to each one of you uh, who are, are Joining us this morning, um it is a wonderful day, another day, and you are above ground day. It is a day to give God the glory, the praise, and the honor in spite of despite of what might be going on uh I just wanna do some talking to you today, so I hope you have your your good old Bibles. Uh, if you don't, you go and dust them off and pull them up or, or pull it up on your phone. Let's let's chat a while. Let's chat a while. Uh, the last time I believe I was in front of you uh, by way of telephone or voice, uh, I asked you to do some homework, to go and, and figure out the attributes or the characteristics of the one uh, that we call Father, the one that we call God. Uh, to figure that out, to look at the attributes of man and then look at the attributes of the devil. And and I begin to write down and have you declare, I am my father's victory. I am my father's victory. Well, uh, in studying, I have a, another question for you. Hopefully you did your homework uh we've declared i am my father's victory we've made that note we've made it known but let me ask you a question have you declared who your father is on the spiritual taxes who gets to claim you oh lord uh, uh let me ask this question let me just put it out there as plain as possible who's your daddy <clears throat> oh my see when i was coming up i remember going to certain family functions and and some of the old heads would gather around and they would see certain ones and they they'd ask the question who 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 your daddy who 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 you belong to and, and and it wasn't always to be mean or be funny, but there was something about the characteristics that you produced that reconciled something in their head. Uh, it, it caused them to recognize something about you that's in somebody else. I dare ask you, who's your daddy? Uh, I know sometimes we, we tell people that we are, are believers and we are Christians and, and we walk with god we walk in faith i ask you uh are you really operating according to your god standards or your your the standards of your father who is god or the standards of your father who is the devil uh, are you consistent in the things that god produces to produce in you or are you consistent in the things to produce what the enemy talks about uh, for you to produce now, uh, we are still talking about mindsets. So, so my, my question, uh, of who your daddy, uh, simply means what mindset is it that you are producing after? According to biblical times and, and, and seasons, uh, uh, anytime you put a seed in the ground, that whatever that seed is, it'll produce fruit after its own kind. So so to ask you, hey, who's your daddy? means, what are you producing? Are you producing the word of God in your life? Are you producing, listen, I know this is going to throw you off. Are you producing the word of hell in your life? Ooh.
2: So I want you to
11: walk through some scriptures. I need you to understand something uh I need you to know that uh there is evidence there is evidence one two there is not only is there evidence uh but there is a place where God wants you to be mindset there is a place um so let's do this. Walk through some scriptures that are very, very familiar. Um,
2: I want to go to Luke chapter 22. Breathe, O oh Lord. Breathe the breath of new life.
11: Restore here. Restore in the mind we speak to everything that speaks louder than you god we silence every enemy now we speak to the atmosphere and i command it to be conducive for miracles signs and wonders i can i pray that every strong man be bound according to the word of god Ah yeah da da see da 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 we tear it down now in katamba katamba hu you have no power you have no strength you have no hope we dismantle you now dismember you now inanda da bo yalamanzi kideya inanda da bo sha yes Satan Satan the Lord rebuke you ah and your defense is we break down every barrier illegally built now ah uh, your feet are unstable now Luke e 22 luke chapter 22 he see ah disturb the disturber now terrorize the terrorizer now every mind and mindset that is established by the ranks of hell we dismantle it from the core out and from the outside in the infrastructure of it is broken in every joint in every space In every stud, it is broken. Every strong place is made weakened and broken now. And the spirit of God, tear down, burn up everything that's not like God. And the fire of God consume it. And the breath of God. Fills every area now. The Spirit of God. Yes, every area now. Ah, glory. I declare revival, restoration. Hallelujah. We charge you now. Ha glory. Hallelujah. Watch this. Ooh. I speak triumph and victory now over everything that said it will not move. Fire. 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 Fire, catapult who come out? He can neither shy. Ye and I see. Hallelujah. Ega shat. Fire to go who? Ah yeah, yeah yeah Luke chapter twenty two. Hallelujah. Ah,
2: uh, thank you God. Mm. Continue now.
11: Luke chapter 22, uh, verse 31, we've heard this before, Um, and it reads as follows, and I also will be reading from the Living Bible, so y'all don't think of my Bible reading. Uh, Simon, Simon, Luke chapter 22. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 22. Verse thirty one. And it reads like this Simon Simon Satan has asked to have you to sift you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you that your faith should not completely fail. So when you have repented and turn to me again, strengthen and build up the faith of your brothers. And just just so you have reference, uh, when you begin to look at this, uh this is the scripture, uh this is right before the death of Christ. Uh, Jesus presents this to Peter at the Last Supper. And at the same time, he's presenting this to Peter. uh, Right before he speaks to Peter concerning this, uh, Judas is on his way to do what he was going to do. And Christ said to him, that which you do, do it swiftly, do it quickly. Uh, go ahead and go get it done. And then the disciples begin to have a conversation amongst themselves about the kingdom of God and who would sit where. And Jesus begins to talk to them. He begins to minister to them right where they are. Although it was the many of them, he individually ministers to them. Uh, he begins to talk to them and begins to show them and teach them uh, how to serve. And so uh, we have here in this moment, Jesus says to him while they're having the conversation, Simon Simon, which means, hey, I need you to listen to me. I need you to get I need your undivided attention right here. He says to him, I want you to know that Satan has asked for you specifically. He has looked for you specifically. He's warning you specifically. And I have prayed that your faith in the midst of what it is that you are doing and learning and and going through, but I'm praying that your faith does not fail. Your faith does not fall and when you are converted, when you uh, find yourself in repentance because of what has happened, I want you now to go to those that you call brothers uh, in the faith, uh, go to those that are, are joint with you in the faith and strengthen them, build them and let them know that the place that they're in is not the final place, but then show and teach them how to come out i find this interesting because when we flip over to the next part of the chapter of luke uh we see the denial of christ by peter as a matter of fact jesus says to him uh after he tells him that the enemy desires to have him he says to him uh uh, this is what's going to happen and peter says i'm willing to follow you to prison and in jail and one translation says jesus looks at him and says you will but before that happens uh you gonna say you don't know me three times you'll deny me three times please check your phone make sure it's on mute. uh you're gonna deny me you're gonna deny me And, and peter begins to declare this wouldn't happen well when we flip forward we see the three times that peter denies Jesus. Now, we're talking about mindset, and I'm going to read it for you. A servant girl noticed him in in the firelight and began staring at him. Finally, she spoke. This man was with Jesus. Peter denied him. One, woman, he said, I don't even know the man. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, you must be one of them. No, sir, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, Someone else flatly stated, I know this fellow is one of the disciples, for both are from Galilee. And Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And as he said those words, the rooster crewed. I want to point out something that Jesus had to do. Uh, with Peter. There's a certain mindset that Peter had to have broken. Uh, When you go over to the book of John, uh, John chapter 21, um, we are met with this scene. Uh, At this point, Jesus has risen. Excuse me. He's been crucified. Uh, He's given up the ghost. He's been taken down and put into a borrowed tomb. The tomb has been sealed. Uh, they come to, to check his body, and the stone is rolled away. He has interactions with with Mary. He then pops in on the disciples and blows their minds. And then he leaves again and comes back uh, because Thomas had a, a, a thought and a whole process And all of this is happening, and it brings us to this point. And Peter, being overwhelmed, says, I got to go fishing. I need to go clear my brain. It's a lot happening. And the Bible says that the rest of the disciples joined him, and they're out in the water, and there is no catch. There's nothing happening and the bible says that jesus calls out to them and them not noticing that it's him asks them did you catch anything and they all shout no we've toiled all night and in this god i thank you hallelujah he says to them something that sounds familiar he says do it again and do it on the other side and the bible says that when they did it this time their net was filled with fish um and the one called john leans over to peter and says peter it's him and peter jumps out of the boat something he's familiar with swims to shore goes to jesus And I can imagine that he embraces him, and he hugs him, and he loves on him. And Jesus then says, the same that you've been working on, uh, bring that to, bring that with you. Uh, At this time, Jesus has a full meal prepared for the disciples, and he's cooking fish, and he tells Peter, go get the fish that you caught. Hallelujah. Go get the fish that you caught, and they're there having a meal. Let me pause right here and let you in on a secret. Anytime in biblical times where you see people sit down and have a meal, a meal is representation of covenant. It is at meals that you begin to sit down and remind each other of your position in covenant. That's why the scripture says, "Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man let me in, I'll come in to where he is, and I will sit down and sup with him." Uh, this means uh, I'll come in. Where the part of the situation you're in, and I'll come in with my strength, and I'll come in and show you uh, how to walk out this thing in your mind. I'll show you uh, where you can get answers. I'll show you how to be covenant-minded. I'll show you and remind you of my ability in the midst of what you're going through. I'll show you and remind you of who I am to you and I'll show you who you are to me. Uh, When you begin to talk about the mindset uh, and what is happening, uh, when you begin to hear him talk about, I'll come in and sup with you, can I remind you that in biblical times, they did not sit high in chairs uh, like we do at the table, but what they did, they sat in a place and reclined. Hallelujah. Uh and so when you begin to talk about the remembrance of covenant, what Jesus is saying is if you allow me in to the mind place, when you allow me to come in, I'll show you how to be vulnerable and okay. All right. And so he's now cooked the meal and they are sitting there, they're reclined, they're vulnerable. And Jesus throws a punch not necessarily a punch at Peter but at the mindset that had consumed him. Jesus looks at Peter and says
1: uh according
11: to 20 uh 21 uh excuse me uh John 21:10 bring some of the fish you just caught Jesus said so Simon Peter went out and dragged the net ashore. By his count, there were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said, and none of us dared ask if it really was the Lord, for we quite sure we were quite sure of it. Then Jesus went around serving us bread and fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to us since his return from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus said to Simon, 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 look at it. He says it twice again, son of John, do you love me more than these others? And Peter, yes, Peter replied, you know, I am your friend. And he then feed my lambs, Jesus told him jesus repeated the question simon son of john do you really love me yes lord peter said you know i am your friend then take care of my sheep jesus said once more he asked him simon son of john are you even my friend one translation says he asked him again do you really love me and peter was grieved at the way Jesus asked the question the third time, Lord, you know my heart. You know I am. And he said, Jesus said, then feed my little sheep. What I want to show you is this. The reason Jesus began to ask Peter this, I told you he had to come for the mindset that had consumed Peter. How many times have we gone through life circumstances and situations and we felt like we were inadequate because of our response? Because of what we went through, because of the circumstance that caused our response to be yielded, Jesus first had to deal with Peter and reassure him that he is called for this thing. So the place of inadequacy is now canceled. So now Jesus speaks directly to the mindset that says, I can't do it because of. Everything that Jesus did here on this particular bank was to cancel out everything that Peter said and did at the crucifixion. What do you mean, Elder John? When you begin to read through this, this is Jesus canceling out the mindset of inadequacy, of excuses. of irregular life, the first thing he does is reassure him that you are called to this thing. How do you know that? See, in this particular string of scripture, when Jesus said to Peter, hey, bring the fish that you had to go and work with. Go get the stuff that you've been working to do. What Jesus was saying to him is, you've already started the works, and it's a good work. Now join what you've done to what I am doing. The Bible says that Peter goes and get the fish that that was that they had just caught and he brings it and they now eat or they they reap the benefits of this first mindset of the reassurance that you are called to do the thing. See you have to understand that Jesus had already started the work. <laughs> and wanted them to know that now you just join in with me. So that's the first thing he did, he had to reassure him. The next thing he does is he gives him responsibility. He gives him responsibility, and if you know anything about responsibility, when you are responsible for something or someone, you move excuses out the way. So Jesus is now canceling the place where excuses excuses excuse me would be Lord. Well, Lord, I can't do this work because of what I did over there. Peter, do you love me? You know I love you. You know you my you you know you my ace boon coom. You know you my my homie. If you love me, feed my sheep. Feed my lamb. He gives them the responsibility to go out and do the work assigned. He gives them the responsibility to make sure that the little ones are properly cared for. The ones new to the thing. He gives them the responsibility of making sure they're all right. The next thing Jesus does is begin to give him accountability. Accountability. He restores the reassurance. He restores his responsibility, and he restores his accountability. Where is the thing that, that, that you are accountable to? What, what are the souls that you are accountable to? Where is it that you know that you are called to? See, you have to understand when Jesus began to tell him that the enemy desires to have him, that he may sift him as wheat, it means that the enemy wants to take you and put you on the threshing floor, stomp you out and stomp out all the good stuff in you. But I have prayed that when you get to the place of repentance, when you realize that you let go of the responsibility, that you let go of the accountability, when you repented, when you turned away from that thing, I want you to go to the place to where they are and strengthen them. I want you to go to the place and build them up. I want you to have a conversation that you know exactly what it feels like. You know exactly where they are. You understand the mindset that they're in. You want them to understand, I know exactly where you are because I have been there. You want to to tell them and testify to them, because I've been there, let me show you how to get out. So he restores his accountability.
1: And after
11: he restores his accountability, he now gives him back his stability. He restores the place of stability. The Bible says that when Jesus asked this question a third time, Peter became grieved. I can imagine that in this moment, he's remembering the time when he said to Jesus, I'll go with you to death and to prison. But then right right after that, he begins to rehearse or rewind to the time and time, the place in time where, where he denied Christ those three times. And Jesus is saying, I'm coming for that mentality. I'm coming for that thing. Peter, I told you that Satan wanted you. And so I'm here today to disturb the fact that he came. But this is the place where your turnaround is going to be. When you begin to look at this scripture, the funny part to me is that when he went through this, the next time we see Peter is in the book of Acts. See, let me help you understand that when you break the mentality of the mindset that you are not enough or not the one for the job, when you break the mindset that is anointed by hell, when you break the mindset that is a, a pushed the agenda that is pushed by Satan, uh, when you break the mindset that is conceived by your personal enemy, uh, the people that are connected to you will show up. What do you mean? Uh, The next time we see Peter is in the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, uh, Peter is no more doubting who He is in Christ. Peter is, is no more doubting who he is uh, 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 in the faith. Watch this. And Peter replied, each one of you must turn from your sins, return to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you also shall receive this gift, the Holy Spirit, for Christ promised him to each one of you who has been called by the Lord our God and to your children and even to those in distant lands. Then Peter Peter preached a long sermon telling about Jesus and strongly urging all his listeners to save themselves from the evils of their nations. And then, and those who believed Peter were baptized about three thousand in all. You mean to tell me that had the enemy had his way, three thousand 3, is what we started out with. He came out the gate with three thousand souls. Do you understand? The mindset of who's your daddy. Hmm. What is the mindset that you have submitted to, fallen under? Do you love me? Will you keep my commandments? And I am. I want you to know, I'm not just talking, when I say my commandments, I'm not talking about the 10, but when I say, do you love me? I'm talking about what I've commanded you to do, the commission that I've given you. Are you understanding the fact that when I give you a command, a direct situation to handle, are you handling it? how I've given it to you. Are you of your father the devil? Or are you of your father God? The Bible says that the enemy comes
2: but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life
11: and have it more abundantly. What is the mindset that you have subject yourself to? We declared last week, I am my father's victory. Now can you declare who your father is? Have you operated and corresponded with the gates of hell to steal, kill, destroy? The Bible says, I told you before, that the devil lies so much it's his native tongue. Are you causing lives to be torn down because of your actions? Are you submitted to the things of God? Are you submitted to the mindset of God? Or are you submitted to the mindset of the enemy? Are you submitted to the mindset of your adversary, which says that you can't do it, or or that gives you an excuse as to why you can't move forward? What is your mindset? What is your mindset on? What is the stage of your mind look like? The production, and when when I begin to talk about it and say it, I see it as a theater production. What is the production that is happening? Is it to glorify God? Or is it to glorify the devil?
9: Mm.
11: The, The area that you are in, because you've been quiet, are you glorifying God? Are you causing lives to be built or are you causing lives to be torn down? Are you a, a tool in the master's hand? Are you a tool of God or are you a tool of the enemy? Are you a vessel of God or a trophy of the devil? What is your mindset say? What is it that happens when you walk into a room? Are you swiftly met by gossipers? Oh my. Are you swiftly met with somebody who has a need? Oh. Are you the one that introduces people to heaven? Are you the point of contact and impact uh, based on uh, the tabernacle experience? What do you mean by that? See, one of the things that we're taught is that the tabernacle is the place where heaven and earth collide, where heaven and earth meets. Are you the reason that somebody meets heaven? Are you the reason that somebody comes in contact with kingdom? Are you the reason Are you the conduit? Are you the space, the the, the in-between that causes them to look and say, I want Jesus? Or because you put it on Facebook, that little dot that says Christian, are you one of the ones that that people say, well, if that's what Christian is, I I think I'm good over here in the mess that I've already been in because it looks real similar to that. Oh, my.
2: Whose
11: spiritual taxes are you on? Who gets to claim you?
9: In this place,
11: you might have found yourself saying, God, I can't do that because of... Let me give you... A big indicator. The thing that you think you can't do, the things of God because of is nine point nine 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 five. You know anything about math? They used to tell you after a certain point if it's bigger than five, you can round up. If it's bigger than nine, I mean big lower than five, you round you keep it the same or round down. Nine point nine 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 five percent of the time. If you tell God you can't do it because of a thing, that's the thing that qualifies you. Moses, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, 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 I can't because because I, I I can't hardly talk. Who made your mouth, Moses? That particular scripture always cracks me up because the Bible says that God I in my in my sanctified imagination you can hear God get a little aggravated and agitated and go, Okay, well since you need somebody, get Aaron. Aaron gonna talk for you. But when you look and read, it 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 cracks me up that when you begin to read it, it always said, and Moses said. And Moses said. And Moses said, And Moses said. And Moses said, and Moses said Sometimes we're so hell-bent on the stuff that we think we can't do that our mindset produces what hell would desire, and that's that you would shut down and shut up. So this morning, my prayer is that you realize that Christ came to reassure you, one, to give you the responsibility. Three, give you accountability. And four, give you stability. And all of that is produced in him. All of that, let this mind, which was also in Christ, be also in you. I now have heavens okay to operate in the assurance, Of my call in the responsibility of my call in the accountability of my call and the stability in god in my call i would that if you found yourself in the place saying that you can't that you would find yourself in the same place of repentance lord forgive me i did it it was lord i can't even sugar-coated i'm not gonna go high it it was me i i did that it it was me repent means to turn away from if you were in the army it means to do an about face if you weren't in the army that means to do a 180 degree turnaround and go the other way watch this when you talk about repent it means to strive meaning all of your steps may not be easy to go toward or walk away from, but you push yourself in the other direction so repent it's just it's, it's listen you ain't got to lose sleep, you ain't got to wail for thirteen days, you ain't got to put on sackcloth and ashes you ain't got to, oh lord I, I almost told you to shut up. I'm sorry, be quiet. Stop all that. Stop. 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 Repent. Repenting is not in your tears. It's in the heart of your, the action of your heart. Mm -hmm. I think that was the amen. It's, it's, It's the turning around. And so when you repent, Peter, when you find yourself understanding that you've been going the wrong way, Turn this thing around. Hop on board, and make what needs to happen according to Heaven's books happen. Here's the, the the crazy part about that. I need you to understand. The Bible says that the earth is waiting for the earth and creation is waiting for the sons of God to show up in the space called time, so that it can produce for them. Lord, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. When Jesus said to Peter, get the fish that y'all caught and bring them over here too. It said to him that you have the ability to do it. Now do what you know you can do. I hope this made sense. I hope you know who you, <laughs> I hope you know who your daddy is. Um, who you produce after, who your characteristics follow, and and I hope, I hope, if you were walking in in the wrong direction, in the opposite direction of the desire of heaven, that you would walk in the direction that he, that you would turn around and walk toward the things of heaven. That uh, I've heard it said in, in the process of of this month that you would walk in the in the thought. That God had about you, that you would begin to ask Him, Father, how do I walk in what You already conceived about me? So I, I I I do this, Lord, Lord. In this moment, we say thank you. Now, God, without sugarcoating it, we ask You for forgiveness. We we ask You for forgiveness. We ask you, we acknowledge the fact, God, that we fell short, that we were walking in the opposite direction for whatever reason it was, God, but it's the opposite direction. And God, in that, we know anything contrary or opposite of what you say or your will is considered sin. So in this place, on this day, we repent. We repent wholeheartedly about the place that we walked away from that was in your will, the mindset that we walked away from, the place of peace we walked away from, God, the established relationships that we walked away from, God, the places that we know that you were there and walked away from, we repent of those steps. We turn our face back to you, asking you to forgive us. Wash us, cleanse us, purify us again with the desire this time to fulfill the mindset of heaven the establishment of your place, your throne in our life, will allow you to be Lord, Savior, and Master. So God, forgive us for not operating in your mindset. Forgive us, God, for taking on the mind of hell instead of the mind of heaven. Forgive us, Father, God, for taking on mindsets assigned by our adversary, for believing the lies. God, we break it now. I hear you, Lord. We denounce it let it be known that it was an evil thought. We renounce it publicly, stating that it was not the will. We turn away from it swiftly, no explanation to the situation, only to walk in you. Now, God, as we repented of this thing, the fruit that it produced, the stages that it produced. We thank you that as in our move forward, not only will that be torn down, but the the places and stages that we'll produce now will be even greater with much, much, much more weight. We walk in the assurance of the development in our faith that you are our father our God our sovereign king and God that by our life we are living epistles of the word of God we are living epistles of the kingdom of God we are living epistles to the glory of God and in Jesus name we operate in the total ambassadorship of heaven causing those that we come in contact with as Christ did to have a change in their life forever and for the better god that those that come in contact with us meet
9: kingdom
11: that we operate out of the place called the kingdom of god that we operate and rule in the sonship of god that god because we go in this wise that revival happens restoration happens that god that we are able to equip who needs to be equipped we are able to edify where edification is needed father that because of the walk we walk not only our souls saved but lives are changed forever for the better we give you glory we give you honor glory. we give you praise okay lord cause our discernment to highlight who we need to minister to cause our eyes to see our ears to hear our 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 senses to smell to move on levels and frequencies that will cause heaven to be glorified and god we trust you we believe you in jesus name hallelujah We believe God. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, This is Elder Jonathan, and I would like to hear you say good morning. So, what I want to do is I'm going to open up the call. Of course, we're going to start with my brothers. Uh, Brothers, if you are on the line, you're more than welcome to say good morning. After our brothers, if there's anybody that is new, or the first time being able to say good morning or wanting to say good morning, let's do so. And then after that, ladies, say good morning. So let's start this thing off, kick it off. Brothers, any brothers on the line that want to say good morning? Hey, good morning, family. Cedric's on the call.
9: Good morning,
11: Cedric.
9: Hallelujah,
11: hallelujah. Three. Two, one, no other brothers? Are there anyone new? Good morning, good morning, good morning, declare victory. God bless you all this morning.
9: Good morning, that's Brother Jeff. Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, good
11: morning, sir. Elder Elder Eric, God bless you, sir. Hallelujah. Great declaration. To God be the glory. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Any other brothers? We are... All right. Anybody new or first
9: time saying
11: good morning?
9: Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. All right, then. Ladies. Hallelujah. Good morning. is
10: morning.
9: Good
6: morning.
10: Good
6: morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good
5: man Good morning.
6: Good morning.
9: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
11: Oh, out of good morning.
4: Good morning, and thank you. It's Kristanda. Good morning. God bless
9: good morning. <laughs> all right.
11: Well. All right. Nobody else. Good morning. Good morning. Or- hey,
5: good morning. Do- good morning. Good. It's Natasha. The tongue of a ready writer. Thank you, brother, man of God. Appreciate <laughs> perspective. That was awesome.
9: Good morning. Good All morning. Right.
6: Hi, Good morning. Thank hey. you, brother.
9: Thank you, elder. Thank you.
6: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Abba is this baby's pappy. He is my
9: father. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. <laughs> God be the oh. Lord. <laughs>
11: hey. I- <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I will add up on here. Okay. Uh any questions, comments, concerns. Tell hey. me what you got.
7: Let's hey. This is this is Tanya. Good morning. Tanya. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. So um this is weird. Um Yeah. So while you were contending uh this morning, um I began to pray with you. Um And so what I saw was that um, somebody on the line, you're not sick, whoever this was. You're not sick. You don't have a virus. Um, You could go to work if you want to, but um, you threw up this morning. Um, And what was weird is that to me is that why am I seeing this so you threw up and you were I guess you were in the kitchen or near the kitchen and that's where you ended up excelling um mm-hmm. in the sink and it's cool just disinfected but um you got the you got your deliverance this morning as as Jonathan was I know we're not even in deliverance yet I can't wait <laughs> to next month. I don't know what's going on Ooh, but, Jesus! <laughs> uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I need you to know that it's nothing wrong with you. If you're still mm-hmm. on the line and you want to say it was me, it's cool. Uh, if you don't, that's fine. But like, uh, yeah, that was, that was, um, yeah, that was for somebody, whoever you are. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> you have what you you that's it whatever it was you were contending with whatever Uh you're free whoever that whoever that was that's that's what you're yeah you're free and no you don't have to throw up to be delivered we said that a little bit and we probably i'm sure we're going to cover that a little bit more a a lot more um next month but um so don't freak out but that's just the way that that spirit left you okay Mm -hmm. that's it all i got
2: hmm Hallelujah.
4: Praise the Lord and glory to God. God bless mm-hmm. you. Declared. Elder Jonathan, how may I sow into you this morning in Jesus' name?
11: Uh, hmm. uh My, what is my cat? Hold on just a minute. It's me. That's my hashtag, dollar
9: sign. Hallelujah. Come on
4: now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus.
1: Hallelujah,
11: My cash app is dollar sign J O N. I am as a
9: man E. Is that it?
4: John I. Yes. E? yes. Okay, praise the Lord. Thank you so very much for this needy word unto today. Number one, reassurance. Number two, responsibility. Number three, accountability. And number four, stability and God in my calling. You just bless the rest of my week. God bless you, man <laughs> God.
11: To God be the glory. <laughs>
9: Anyone else on the line? Hallelujah. Can you repeat the cash app, please?
11: Um, my cash app is dollar sign.
2: J-O-N-I-M-E.
9: Got it. I got a PayPal, too. I don't
11: know how to. All right. Is there anyone else?
7: Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Jonathan. This is Glorious Gloria. God bless Hi. you, brother. Hi. I appreciate you. I thank you for ministering the word that lets us know that there is nothing too hard, too deep, too uh, far down that God will not, has not, through Christ, mm-hmm. delivered us from. So I mm-hmm. thank you for that and that um, assurance and reassurance that no matter how, how dark it looks, how bad it looks, that he's already made provision for our deliverance because he has a purpose and a plan already set out and designed. And so I thank God for that that scripture, that, that account. That shows how, even at what Peter would have considered his worst moment after Christ had died, that Christ mm-hmm. still came back to
12: mm-hmm. restore
6: him
7: and deliver him.
6: So I appreciate That's you. It.
11: That, 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 your worst moment. <laughs> For those of you who keep going, I can't do it because I did so and so. Your worst moment is the place of qualification. So the reason that you can give God the praise that you give, or you can attract the people you attract, it's simply because you've gone through the issues that you've gone through. The thing that you think disqualifies you is the thing that qualifies you the most. I told somebody recently, some people said, uh, oh, I just want to be a lay member." Well, the minute that you went through something, you disqualified for being a lay member, because being a lay member means you have no understanding, no experience in a thing. And the moment you encountered a thing and went through it, you are no longer considered a lay member. Ouch, doesn't that hurt? You are no longer considered a lay member.
10: Stop yelling
9: at me. <laughs> it's <Krishanda. laughs>
10: Um, I'm giving you the
4: side
9: eye, but I'm saying thank you. <laughs>
2: oh. <Okay. laughs> oh.
9: Yep. Yeah. I can't do it because I did this
2: good.
11: Now that you've repented, go build your brother and tell them how to come out of it.
4: Yes. The floodgates are open. mm mm-hmm. Hallelujah.
6: Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Brother Johnson, for your word this morning. This is 20-day. I just want to say thank you.
11: To God be the glory.
9: Hallelujah.
11: Good morning, Brother Jonathan.
9: Good morning. My,
11: oh my goodness, man, you got deep on us this morning, man. I uh, I wasn't on the call um uh, the last time you you left us with an assignment, right? <laughs> but uh, I, when you talked about knowing who your father is, right? And you know, I started thinking about. My birth father, my you know, um, and and, and I'm like it made me go to the the verse where it says, "You must be born again," right? Mm-hmm. Because when when you talked about the attributes of your father, I like, oh my goodness, Arthur Isaac Vickers, my 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 my. Jeff, you need to be born again. All right, thank you. you. know who your heavenly father is because Arthur has some flaws. You understand? And 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 sometimes, you know, I could see him walking down the sidewalk, walking down, you know, coming in from work and, and I could see myself look just like the man, walk just like the man, right?
9: But Jeff, you you had some of his uh, natural behaviors. Oh, my God. They don't
11: resemble my heavenly father. Oh, my God. Jeff, you must be born again. Man, you dropped so many nuggets on us this morning, right? Oh, my, 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 my. Yeah. To repent you know, saying the posture of the heart for Jeff to turn away, you know, so much you know, I got out to decoration this morning, but I'ma say this, I'm gonna be quiet. I came to realize that Jeff
6: been wrestling with the spirit of inadequacy mm-hmm. for years. And I like, I just, it just dawned on me. Jill, that is where that low self esteem mm-hmm. has been coming from. You, you, you've been feeling inadequate. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. But mm-hmm. look here. Ah,
9: mm-hmm. I should be born
6: again, right? That old mm-hmm. man,
11: that old man, that old. Oh, he he been oh oh my, I've been set so free.
9: Mm-hmm.
11: My 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 great declaration <laughs> this morning, my brother. Thank you. To
9: God be the glory. That's it.
11: When you when you um. realize it, when you realize it, it helps. Uh, it helps. It helps to put a name to it. Um, because once you have a name for it, so sometimes we go through what we go through and we subject to it because we, we don't know the name or the characteristics. That's why the last assignment I gave you, I want you to look at the characteristics. What is it that God says? Who is it that the Bible says you are? Who, who is it that God says you are? And then who is it that the enemy says you are? And then what are you subscribing to? Which one do you believe? Whose report shall you believe? We declare we report we believe the report of the Lord. But do you really? Because what does His report say? And then what do you believe? I heard a, a young lady's voice. Uh,
10: yes, yes, sir. This is uh, this is Courtney. Um, I've been on the call for. Um, I want to say, a week. you know, <laughs> and I thank you guys for uh, doing this today. Um, you talking about uh Peter and how you know after denying uh Jesus and you know the guilt and everything, and when he ministered to uh, uh save 3,000 people, um, it, it's because uh, uh I, I've been born again on March 28th, I was baptized, and I'm walking with God, you know. And, Um, I wanted to save my mom, my peers, and, but, you know, I'm giving my mom, you know, my testimony, and there's times where I'm like, you know, there's something in me that wants to tell me to be quiet because I don't want to make my mom feel guilty, or there's times where I, um, you know, kind of push and shove certain things down out of fear of turning her away from God, but, um when she when I'm talking to her um and probably like let's say we go to church together i'm I'm afraid that she won't receive a message or whatever um it comes to find out that uh she received the message she you know she's been having her own talk to god God's been calling her too, and it's just like um I've been feeling like uh you know and he wants me to like he said be quiet and sit down um and so these fears these like these little minuscule things come up out of um, trying to make, quote, quote unquote, make her feel so comfortable, It's really me, to make me feel so comfortable or whatever inside of me comfortable. But um, I know um, to not subscribe to those fears and understand um, the parables you gave today of uh, the fish. You know, you just, you, you do what uh, God calls you to do and things will show up and, you know, don't live with the spirit of fear. And everything's so I thank you so much because um I have this fire burning this this passion of you know wanting to stay you know of course not' only myself but everyone I love and and I'm realizing I love everybody, you know, and I don't want to see anybody um go because of their lostness, you know go somewhere because of their lostness, so um you know, I thank you so much uh for this morning for this talk.
11: God, to God be the glory. Um, uh, this is, even on that level, what I'll say is as believers, we have to live the love of God. Um, the Bible talks about us being living epistles. And so sometimes you will draw people by the lifestyle of God. So I, I always, I encourage people to to live a life that will cause people because sometimes we focus on one but there are people who watch your life who may never tell you that they were the that you were the reason that they came to christ
1: mm-hmm.
11: so i i would encourage you live your life in a manner pleasing to god in a place that's pleasing to god um you take up the time in prayer Uh, You take up the time in worship. You take up the time uh, where you spend time communing with God. And sometimes um, the Bible says that we will plant, some will plant, some will water, but God gives the increase. And what we do as humans is we try to be the one, the reason that they grow. Or we want to we want to make sure that they're doing it. Don't if you do that, I promise you, you going it's gonna worry you. And yeah. so you just have to say, all right, Lord, this is what I have led and said. Now you do what needs to be done. And I I tell you, this, one of the things that's that's common in my life is is I ask God for receipt lord this is what we this is what we said this is what i did this is the prayer i'm praying now god i thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this but i need to see that the fruit of this thing is of you so god let me hear the testimony of it let me see what happens let me see it god at your timing at your pace and you put it you if we put more things back into the hand of god Mm-hmm. I promise you, our worry and stress level would go
9: down.
6: Hey, bruh, let me tell you, I, the Lord showed me that we're all different. We can be ourselves because He knows who we are. He knows every hair on our head. He knows everything. He knows that the certain person gonna make us cut our eye. He knows that we, He, the Holy Spirit, the ones that He allow. Holy Spirit to come. We will repent. Those is going to be uh, rebellious. He knows it all. The ecclesiastic tells us that there's nothing new under the sun. So that means that nothing that we do is going to catch him by surprise. There's nothing new that he hasn't experienced or he hasn't uh, created or he hasn't, uh, is not familiar with that changes his plan. And when we allow, and this I guess this is just for me, when we allow um our father, his spirit to um orchestrate like the conductor does an orchestra, the thoughts and our will become his will. Our life becomes a harmony unto him. So, Grace Share, I so appreciate you. I could not have done what you did today. So I appreciate you. Thank you.
11: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Thank you. else? Hallelujah.
5: Well. Morning. Hi. Hi. Good morning, this is Sister Sylvia. Thank you for your share. Um, It just really penetrates with me. Um, One of my mentors, uh, I noticed right away in our relationship, her relationship with her daddy. And I try to wrap my brain around that how she referenced God as her daddy, not just her father, but her daddy. And the only person I ever called daddy was my biological father. But the more that I am led in this ministry and in this um, purpose-driven life that he has with me on this journey in, the more I realize that he is my daddy and that mm-hmm. he was my daddy before I even had a daddy. And Mm -hmm. so it makes perfect sense. And, you know, you hear these cliches over the years, but it's so true that he is father to the fatherless.
9: Mm -hmm.
5: You know? And so it makes sense, and it seems to be so much more personal when you say
9: daddy. Mm
5: -hmm. So I really appreciate that you brought that into my mindset, because I'm going to meditate on and study on that and just receive open-heartedly my daddy that that made my biological daddy <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and created him and thought about him before i was even thought of so thank you so much mm-hmm.
11: even even right there this is what i say to everyone and this is a, this is a personal study of my own this is one of the things i had to dive into but this there's a string of scriptures that talks about uh where you have the ability by the Spirit of God, we are adopted into uh, the bloodline whereby we can call him Abba, Father. Let me help somebody out. When you begin to look at those scriptures, keep in mind that that is not, oh Lord, okay. It is not the culture that we live in. So part of the reason we take it lightly here in the america is because of our physical relationship with our father but in biblical time in that region you have to understand that when you see or you talk about the father uh the father was the reason stuff happened when you look and translate those that word abba father we're not just talking and calling him uh the the male part of my parents But what you're saying is that Abba Father is my provider, my provider. He's he's the provider of my provision. He's the reason that I have what I have when I have what I need to have. So when you begin to study about Father in that time and in that culture, it was at the Father's mouth that blessings were released. When you look at uh, Jacob, before Jacob passed, or Israel, excuse me, he had to bless the children. When you begin to talk about blessings, it's a place where you pour out of self and from your experiences and encounters into the next place. And so when you begin to talk about God as your father, you're saying that he's your provision. He's the provider of your provision. He's the one that pours out of himself into you for the next place. I was talking with with, i believe my mom and we began to talk about you being god's succession which means god has gone before you and you are now the thing that comes after him when you talk about succession that means you are in the rank next you are the place of accomplishment next i am my father's victory Any anyone else? Hey, um,
13: this is Elder Jonathan. Barb. Can you hear me?
11: Oh, wait a minute. That sounded like two people. Who? I think that's Edie.
13: <laughs> yes, sir.
11: And then who was the other?
6: Oh, beloved Barb. Hi, oh, beloved Barb. Okay.
13: So, Elder Go Jonathan, good morning. Thank you. I I was just talking. I guess I was on the master mute plan this morning because I couldn't. You couldn't hear me. Wow. So that mindset. <laughs> It didn't even dawn on me, and I'm laughing because, let me just say this real quick. So my mom raised three little blessed children in the city of Richmond, right? So growing up in a semi-church, my brother, who's 15 months older than me, he's bad as all get out. So we have this uh, stigma put on us because no father, right, because she's single mom, divorced mom, bad. So that's what I grew up being termed as being that bad, never Me and my brother, we we were, we were known for that. So for years and years and years, that's what I had, you know, thinking, God, I'm so bad as a child. I can remember saying it. And then the mindset had to change, right? Because I know my characteristics growing up, proving that that's not who I was, if that makes any sense. Um, But not having the father, like most of my other churchmates, everybody had mom and daddy. So they had a little bit different um, upbringing. So Now, fast forward as an adult, raising three of my own, my characteristics because of that lack of, he was there, but not there like most of the other ones were, I guess, because he wasn't in the home, but it made me have a different heart posture, I guess, and mindset for those who just are fatherless in the physical sense. And so now that I'm a grandmother and I have, I know now that's why my heart is the way it is for those children who have mother and father in the house but they are still lacking something so I know now that's why I'm so many are drawn to me like it's amazing even as we speak I have like four text messages of young men and women waiting to pour or share something with me that they can't share with anyone else so I know that has something to do with my mindset if that makes sense even though I, it, we were stereotyped or labeled as something God saw through that and even now like I said at 55 my heart posture is different. So my mindset had to change for what I thought I would be. I hope I that makes sense because I was muted. But
5: yeah. So thank you.
9: Yes. The love box or
6: uh Sure. Um I just had a question. I'm wondering if a negative experience with your biological father could possibly affect the relationship with God. My relationship with my father was was horrible. He was a molester. He was an alcoholic. So my dad was not there for me, and I have and I had to change my mindset because I could think about it and get super sad right now because I know people have fathers who have loved on them well, but I have to have my mindset that this is he, he is the real father he has mm-hmm. been taking care of me he has been healing my body and giving me my provisions. i gotta have my mindset in that way but for me and for other people i'm just wondering do you think that a negative relationship with your biological father affects your uh relationship with the kingdom father
11: uh
9: hold on a minute let me it can if you let it right
11: (laughs) it can if you let it but this is what i'll say even on that regard um in any relationship you should never make somebody else pay somebody else's shortcoming. It will take some time to learn God as father, but it is doable. Um, You have to be able, and this is where your trust comes in. This is where your scriptures come in. This is where personal time. So when we begin to talk about him being father we're not just talking about him being god the creator but father in this sense means personal somebody i have to talk to somebody that i i commune with somebody and not just talk but communicate means i listen when he talks he listens when i talk and there's proper response and so so right there we have to we have to say to God, show me how to love you. Teach me, God, how to love you beyond my place of knowledge. Teach me how to love you and treat you the right way. Because how often have we asked God that? God, am I treating you right? We want people to treat us right, but how, how often do we spend time asking God, Father, am I treating you the right way? Because God will show you how to treat him. He'll teach you how to love him. Lord, show me how to love you beyond the capacity that I know. So you have to be understanding that that's there and then do what needs to to happen. You have to spend time talking to him. You have to spend time building a relationship. That's what it's all about. It's about relationships. Your relationship, how does he talk to you? What is relationship? The way you interact, the way you mingle, the way you talk, the the ups and downs that you have together. So your relationship is how you build your trust, build your love, build your understanding of who God the Father is versus God, or excuse me, the Father that you've experienced.
9: And, and so my natural father you...
6: is dead, so I just really have been, um, God is all I know is a father, and that's how I treat him, that's how I talk to him, I commune with him every day, all throughout the day.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm
6: thankful mm-hmm. that I'm not bitter, because I could be bitter and hateful because of, you know, what went on between me and my father at my house. hmm so I thank you for your declaration. I hope what I said and what you said maybe helped some other people who have had estranged fathers.
9: hmm Can I
11: also say this? Sometimes it's going to take us forgiving them.
6: I believe that forgiveness is a choice, and I choose to forgive. I'm not hating on nobody.
9: Everybody's
6: is the way they are for a reason, and it ain't my business to try to figure it out. <laughs> so, I'll just leave that alone. Thank you so much. I'm going to go on mute. Hey, Elva Jonathan. Can I add a little bit of something to what you just
12: said? Um, it's, 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 That is so great and I love how you threw in the part of forgiveness um, with loving God and and being taught how to love God. One thing I had to do was um, accept God's love for me. Um, Until I really, really, really believed that he loved me beyond my capacity to understand what that meant, how he loved me in spite of me unconditionally. And when I knew what that word meant, that meant no matter what because I didn't think I was worthy, Um, didn't think I was enough. Um, You wouldn't probably know it. People wouldn't know it. But when I really accepted and really, really knew how much he loved me, it helped me. And I had a great father. My daddy was my hero. But when I was able to accept the love of the father and how much he really loved me, that began to teach me how to love him back. (laughs) I don't think we really know what love is to an extent. We love conditionally. If you do this for me and, and you, whatever, you answer my prayers or whatever it is, um, I'm gonna speak for me that that was the way I was kind of taught sort of um, in my mind that wasn't necessarily what I was shown it just was what it was but as I accepted that love and what that really meant for me it started to really open up me and my heart so thank you for your share Um great share great conversation Alleluia.
2: well if there be no one else,
11: all right, well, y'all stay hydrated. I think we well, it's going to be hot today. Uh, y'all stay hydrated and talk to your father today. And if you didn't do the homework, go do it. Find out what it is that God is. Find out who he is as father. Study what it looks like if you If you understand certain things again, if when you begin to understand and all you're getting get an understanding when you get an understanding of what father and fathering is, you will begin to understand that there are places that you don't even have to worry. Do you know that the Bible says God takes great delight in being a father, not in just being God, that the place of being a provider. <laughs> For his children do you understand the delight that you if you are a parent it does something to your heart when your child can ask you for something and you can give it to them watch this at the same time as a parent if you if you know that your child can't handle the thing you have to you see you know you can't get that yet It might hurt as a parent to say no, but you know that if I give this to you right now, you will destroy. There's no sense in me giving a child a bank account that looks like Bill Gates's with a Ferrari. That child's not going to know what to do with it, but you have to give them proper training. You give them the stuff that they need on their level to prepare them for the next level. And do you understand the Bible says that God takes that much pleasure in providing for his children that he gets happy when he's able to be God as a father. So could you imagine the times that we robbed him of being a father? Because we say stuff like, oh, I got it. I'm going to handle it. I got this. No, God is trying to be God right there. He's trying to be a father and you are too bullheaded, too stiff-necked to allow him to be father to provide for you, to allow, you are robbing him of his delight. Will a man rob God? Wow. So let God be father. And if you have a hard time with that, go study what the word father means in Hebrew. That's where you go look through your Bible and find out what it looked like for him to be a father. What is the representation that you have? Not just what you have physically. Go look through Scripture. Look at how he provided from the top to the bottom, from Revelation to Genesis to Genesis to Revelation. How is God attributed in the Bible? How does he look as a father? And when you begin to realize his attributes, remember, after you figured out what his characteristics are, you look at who you are. The Bible says that you, who is man, that you are mindful of him, that you would set him a little lower than angels. That means he got a whole thought process concerning you. You don't believe me? Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I thought about you, I knew you. And my thoughts of you are not thoughts of evil, but thoughts to bring you to an expected end or a successful place. Do you see the thought part in here, the thought process concerning you in the mind of God as father? So if there's no one else. nope. All right. Well, y'all have
8: a good one. Be blessed. God bless you, Alice.
9: God bless, God
4: bless you
9: God bless you all. Have a great day.
5: Peace and love.
6: God bless you all. God bless everybody. Y'all have
2: a blessed day.